The field is at the top of the stretch. Here's Mr. Jefferson. Here's Zandon. On the extreme outside is Mo Donegal, who's coming on now. Here is Mo Donegal to take the lead from Zandon inside the eighth pole. Zandon battles on. Mo Donegal on the outside. It's Mo Donegal and Zandon. They are heads apart as they come on for the finish, and it's going to be tight here in the Remsen. And it's a photo finish. Mo Donegal and Zandon. They were noses apart on the wire. That was the call from John Embryol on last year's Remsen Stakes, where Mo Donegal was the victor over Zandon in the Remsen. This is inside the Kentucky Derby. Kevin Kirstein, Darren Rogers here with you, previewing the Remsen and lots of other action this week in horse racing. Of course, this podcast would not be possible without our friends at Woodford Reserve and Woodford Reserve, the presenting sponsor of the Road to the Kentucky Derby, which stops in New York this weekend. Of course, the presenting sponsor of the race itself, the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby, just under six months away on the first Saturday in May. Woodford Reserve, 200 flavor notes in every sip. It's always a spectacle for the senses. Please enjoy responsibly. Darren, that was a heck of a running in last year's Remps. And I was, you know, I'm always a little bit hesitant of what the Remsen offers because it's the first time many of these horses have gone a mile and an eighth and last year's running of the Remsen really did not disappoint. It did not, uh, you know, produce the Derby's third and fifth place finishers, Zandon finishing third, Modonigal finishing, uh, fifth. And it really was a, a, an outstanding race. It's a, it's a, it's a challenging race this time of year asking a uh, a young uh, two-year-old to go nine furlongs. This is obviously, uh, you know, many of these horses have yet to go beyond a mile. So you're going straight from eight to nine furlongs. But uh, last year, we, we, it did deliver some answers. It did deliver top contenders uh, on the road to the Kentucky Derby from the outset. And, you know, we'll just have to see if this year's renewal is as strong. That's where I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. And I am as well. And, you know, uh, just off the top, it's just sort of, you know, looking over this Remsen field, which is very competitive on paper. There's several uh, prospects in this race that I think will make some noise in that New York road to the Kentucky Derby. Of course, the Remsen, which is run on Saturday will lead into the Jerome. They also, uh, have the withers of course in in early february it all leads up to that wood memorial uh on the championship series on the road to the kentucky derby but many of these horses running in the remsen could travel south and winter at gulfstream park as well and that's what you you sort of see looking at this field like for instance uh you know antonio sano has a, a trainee he's based at gulfstream park that horse is likely to venture back south after the Remsen, Danny Gargan, uh, likely to head back South after the Remsen. So, but it, it gives these horses options because they also split their strings too, um, in New York at Aqueduct and at Belmont. And so, uh, these horses can, you know, do either option, but a lot of the, the options they can, uh, keep in New York and, um, and, and timing wise, of course, always leads up to that wood memorial there. Let's take a look at this field, you know, top to bottom, uh, it, it's competitive. The favorite on the morning line is Tuskegee Airman, who's eight to five, trained by John Service, who is, of course, famous for Smarty Jones on the uh, the Kentucky Derby, one of my favorite Derby winners of all time. Louis Saez, who had the hot hand here at Churchill Downs, his first leading rider title this fall, will be getting aboard Tuskegee Airman 
This horse is undefeated. He is a son of street sense. And of course, the big question mark is stretching out on the one mile uh, stake at Delaware last time out. Do you think Tuskegee Airman is the clear horse to beat in this race? I really do. Um, he, he's a little bit of a wild card. You know, when you're, when you're running at parks, you're running at Delaware, but on paper, he looks to be the fastest and he's well-bred a son of street sense out of a Medalla de Oro mare, um, well-bred to handle a distance of ground. That's one of these handicapping factors that I look at first and foremost coming into the Remsen is I'm going to look at the breeding. And I'd say the, you know, the inside five are all bred where they look like they have dams that'll go a route of ground. Whereas say the outside two quick to accuse, um, you know, it's a, a son of uh, accelerate out of a Spitestown mare. Spitestowns typically are sprinters. Um, what do we call it? W W yep. and hell. W H N L is what John Embryol called him for. Okay, W H N L. Yeah. Uh for Danny Gargan, it's a son of good magic. Good magic, of course, we're seeing his uh, crop for the first time, but it's out of a Forest Wildcat mare who 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 is, you know, typically throws sprinters. So the outside two uh are ones that I'm going to be probably not using. Um uh, but Tuskegee Airmen, by the way, cleverly named, um, uh, paying tribute to the uh, black uh, servicemen from World War II uh, who were based out in Tuskegee, Alabama. They overcame, um, you know, segregation, prejudice, and hate um, while serving in, in World War II. Um, their story's been told. Uh, via movies and documentaries recently, but, uh, it was a group that, that, that took the name and, you know, they, 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 they overcame tremendous hostility, but Tuskegee airmen, uh, would be a, a, a fitting tribute, uh, on this year's road to the Kentucky Derby for Cash's King and, uh, Leonard Green's, um, LC racing. Cassius King, of course, was uh, famous for a fleet Alex, uh, who many fans know from back in the day, of course, with Alex's lemonade stand, big player up in the Northeast scene and in the uh, the Philadelphia region with uh, with John Service and this horse being based at Parks. Il Miracolo from the rail for Antonio Santa was an interesting horse for me as I was looking back through the breeding of this horse out of a mare named Tappet's World, obviously by Tappet. And then you go back and look, okay, well, this was the only horse that she's produced so far. So you look at the second dam, and it's a, a horse named Higher World who won uh, going a route of ground and also produced a horse named Conquest Curlinate who's won and, and been black type going uh, a route of ground. And so interesting seeing uh, this horse from the rail who, you know, it's a obviously a, it's a shorter run into that first turn, but it's not, you know, Nothing to overcome from finding a spot maybe going towards the outside. One on uh, in wire-to-wire fashion last time out. So it could be a pace presence from the rail, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this horse maybe tucks in and uh, will tip out and, and sit a trip up the backside because I do, do think the breeding is, is there for this horse to relish going this mile and an eighth distance at Aqueduct. Well, and Antonio Sano, uh, no stranger to being a part of the road to the Kentucky Derby. Um, 2017, he had Gunavera, 
Um, you have last year. simplification, of course, who, you know, is, 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 is still uh, running today. Um, but, uh, he's going to get a good trip. Um, like you said, tucked down on the rail. Um, I would think the speed in here, probably the four and the five, uh, Arctic arrogance and midnight trouble. Uh, that's for Linda rice and Peter Walder, respectively you have aggressive riders and Jose Luscano and Paco Lopez as well. So I, I, I would imagine they're going to go to the front. Um, maybe the sixes, you know, putting a little pressure. And like you said, the one ear Miracolo will get a good sitting pocket trip. But again, Tuskegee airman to me, uh, is the horse to be. Yeah, it's an interesting running of the Remsen. Well, of course, award. master of the obvious, by the way. Yeah, it's you eight know, to five. You're favorite. just a chalk eating weasel, and it's so it's so funny how we easily forget of like Antonio Santa because Gunnavera seems like it was just yesterday, but we're you know it's we're trying to remember a lot of like I I couldn't tell you last year's Remsen winner last week, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, it was that hell of a stretch battle between Mo Donegal and Zandon, and it turned out to be extremely productive, and so it's just funny how these things work in our brain of trying to remember horses of, you know, the last five years or so. You know, if you're relatively new to the road to the Kentucky Derby, you found interest um, in this leading up to the first Saturday in May, I've always told people, focus in on horsemen that know how to get there. And there are, there are guys that are kind of not thought of off the top of the mind on Antonio Sano is one of them based down in Florida who can get a horse there. He's gotten multiple horses there. I would, I would not be the least bit surprised to see him get there again with another runner. Yeah. And there's a reason why he's shipping this horse North to aqueduct from his South Florida base where he could, you know, comfortably run down in South Florida and wait. And he's sending this horse north to go a mile and an eighth here um, in the Remsen. And this horse is a price at 12 to 1 uh, on the morning line. And looking at the the trainers of the seven entrants in here, Antonio Santos really the only trainer who is annually on the road to the Kentucky Derby leaderboard. Yeah. You look at Danny Gargan with, what was that horse, Tax, uh, a couple years ago. Yep. Um, and then, you know, you look scan John services has been, you know, in the picture, Jaywalk, of course, knows how to the, get there in the Kentucky yep. Oaks. He, he knows how to get to the, the first Saturday May and wear those roses, but it's constantly trying to figure out who's going to be a player in this road to the Kentucky Derby series. Antonio Sano is one. And, and as someone who has, uh, uh, tallied the road to the Kentucky Derby leaderboard for now, this is 11 years. Um, Seems like just yesterday. It does seem like yesterday when we changed the point system for the 2013 Derby. Um, the same owners are always in play. And and one of those, obviously, the Tuskegee Airmen, Cash is King and LC Racing, they are, they are typically on there. Um, and that would probably be it from this group, with the exception of the part ownership of the bottom horse, uh, WHNL, um, Stone Street Stables. Yeah, and Stone Street looked to stay in after uh, this horse was purchased at the sales, and they bred this horse as well. So he probably won to stay in for a piece. Well, we mentioned uh, Zandon, who finished second in last year's Remsen. He's the highlight of the Cigar Mile on the Aqueduct program on Saturday. That Can you name the last Remsen winner 
uh, or or horse to compete in the Remsen that won the Kentucky Derby? Gosh, that's a got to be a couple of years ago. It's it's more than a couple of years yeah. ago. We venture back to 1995. It was Thunder Gulch who won both races, and the year before that, it was Gopher Gin, and then back in 1981, Pleasant Colony did it as well. But long time between drinks. Um, the Remsen has produced 50 starters um, in the Kentucky Derby since 1980. Three winners, three runner-ups, and three thirds. So it, there you have it. Stat man, Darren Rogers <laughs> breaking out the stats from 1995. I, I wasn't quite tuned into horse racing back in 95 yet. I know you were, but I, I was, was, yeah, I actually saw thunder Gulch when the, uh, Hollywood juvenile. Is that when you were selling tip sheets out there? No, I was actually, it was, uh, my, my, my second year working in the, actually it would have been my first year working in the publicity department at, uh, it's at, at Hollywood Park in Santa Anita, but uh, yeah, Thunder Gulch was uh, well. It's a long time ago. I'll tell you that <laughs> it was. I'm old. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Cigar Mile Day is the highlight on Aqueduct's card. Uh, Zandon, of course, featured in last year's Kentucky Derby and rode at the Kentucky Derby prominently, is making his return as a three-year-old in this race. And you know, one of the things that I drew uh, attention to was from Naira's Andy Serling, who mentioned a number of grade one or future grade one winners that have broken their maidens or have run in maiden races on the cigar mile day and, and cigar mile kicks off in race one with a seven eighths maiden special weight where you have a, uh, akin to mastery in here bearings for bill Mott owned by stone farm is related to mastery who of course has now gone on to be a sire. And, uh, you look at, you know, some of the more recent maiden winners from this race, Wayburn, uh, Annals of Time, Country House was a second on uh, on Cigar Mile Day, running in a maiden race. Elate, who was a fantastic mare, Dame Dorothy. Orb broke his maiden on Cigar Mile Day. Revolutionary was in the same race. He ran third. And then back to prior, before the road to the Kentucky Derby started in 2008, Quality Road broke his maiden on this day on uh, Cigar Mile Day. I'm always a big fan of the maiden special weights, especially going seven furlongs. And, uh, yeah, race one on Saturday at Aqueduct, uh, delivers that. And, um, Chad Brown has the nine to five morning line favorite, a first time starter power in numbers from, uh, uh, the, the progeny of, of Gervin. Gervin has been absolutely, uh, sensational this year with his, uh, first crop winning with 21%, uh, first time starters and, and well-bred a dam of Eddington who has four winners from four starters. Um, this will be a fun race to watch a uh, classic legacy. Uh, he is actually the eight to five favorite. The other bill Mott, um, you mentioned bearings being a half to mastery classic legacy does have two races under the belt, including a runner up effort. A last time out, a son of into mischief. And that's, you know, kicks off the day at Aqueduct, which also features the Demoiselle, which is a race on the road to the Kentucky Oaks. And uh, a heavy betting favorite in there, Darren. Yeah, and it's one to watch if you love the regal bloodlines. Obviously, Julia Shining, um, a, a daughter of Curlin, out of Dreaming of Julia, that would make her a younger half-sister to Molotot, the Breeders' Cup Distaff winner. She won at first asking. It wasn't the flashiest speed figure 
but stretching out from seven furlongs to nine furlongs, you know, you're going to take a short price here. There's watch that a little bit, but if anybody's bred to do it, she is. Yeah. So that the Demoiselle's race six on Aqueduct's card. Post time two sixteen. She's gonna be over bet, is and, what I'm trying to say. Yes, she will be over bet, absolutely, because of that breeding and yeah. But you know, we'll see what happens. Uh race seven is the Remsen, two forty four PM Eastern time for the Remsen. A lot of other two year old action around the country, Darren. We're always, you know, thinking Derby and there's some other action that's uh we're gonna see in the next few days of uh potential horses to make road to the Kentucky Derby starts. Yeah, you know, our our there's some other races around the country, the Maryland juvenile. Uh, there's a heavy favorite for Brittany Russell post time drew the rail, uh, for this hundred thousand dollars, seven furlong sprint, uh, unbeaten in two starts. Uh, we got to see what type of quality, um, you know, post time has been beating. It's a son of frosted. Um, there's a maiden special weight going six and a half furlongs at Gulfstream park race four on Saturday. Um, we'll, we'll have to see, but I'll tell you what the race that I am most looking forward to, uh, in addition to the, you know, the, the Remsen and the baby race up there, our sister track down at fairgrounds race seven, uh, it's a mile and a 16th maiden special weight for two-year-olds. And, you know, anytime you have these types of races, these are the ones that will develop and, and, and deliver starters for the road to the Kentucky Derby series down in new Orleans could even, uh, see the winner of this race, uh, wheel back in, in a race like the Lecomte, uh, going, uh, what is that mid mid January? So about six weeks away. The winner of this race, I would say most likely is going to be in there. The seven to two morning line favorite is from a barn that uh, knows how to win with two-year-olds, knows how to win, period. Well-bred, didn't run well first time out at Churchill Downs, but I'm speaking of number seven, Tappet Shoes for trainer Brad Cox. Corey Lannery takes over, puts the equipment of blinkers on. Also, we'll be using Lasix uh, in this race, so perhaps the horse bled first time out. Did run over a sloppy track, although Tappets typically handle that well. KK, what, do you have any thoughts on this uh, uh, maiden special weight down at fairgrounds? You know, it, it's interesting when you sort of scan this page of, you know, who could be the main players in this race. And obviously, Tappet shoots, I think, will get bet off that 7-2 to price just because uh, being uh, trained by Brad Cox. It's one of his you know, 10 way partnerships that he put together to find uh, a Derby starter. So they were definitely thinking Derby when they purchased the son of Tappet for $300,000 at the phasic tipped in October sale. Uh, Keith DeSormo's natural red, I think is a little intriguing. Um, I think we'll run better than shows on paper going back down to fairgrounds. If you're looking to uh, gamble a little bit on one and then to the outside, Dallas Stewart has a more than ready Colt named fight and ready who I think will also improve getting on a drier track running in the slop last time out. Just didn't seem to like the track at all that day. And I think we'll improve second time out. Dallas really doesn't get his horses geared up to win first time out. So maybe a couple others to include in there with, uh, with Tappet shoes. Fairgrounds always produces some sneaky uh, horses on the road to the Kentucky Derby that maybe we don't see on paper, but I think Tappet shoes the one to beat in here. Well, you know, epicenter spent all winter down there last year. And uh, I would say uh, is the favorite to be crowned the three-year-old champion this year when the Eclipse Awards are announced. 
towards the tail end of January. Um, you know, really it's a two horse race between epicenter and Taba. And, uh, you know, if you ask me, uh, epicenter is the better of the two. Agree. Period. Uh, that, that's what we got this week on the road to the Kentucky Derby. The Remsen highlights the action. And we'll be back next week to uh, preview or fo- and uh, recap the Remsen. And, we'll redboard our opinions. Yeah, right? We'll redboard. <laughs> Darren will be see if he's eating chalk, and I can see if Antonio <laughs> Santos got another road to the Derby starter. But that's the action this week on the road to the Kentucky Derby. We'll be back next week to uh, play Monday morning quarterback. And uh, good luck if you're wagering on TwinSpires.com this weekend. The Remsen at Aqueduct goes Saturday at 2.45 Eastern. Good luck.